Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I am Rudo. Joining me, as always, is AJ Hayfley. I go away for two days, AJ, and the NHL decides to actually get some stuff done for once. And they've come to an agreement not only on the official return-to-play schedule, things like that, but a complete agreement on the future CBA of the league through the 25-26 season. It's been a long time coming. A lot of rumors about it over the past couple of weeks, but it is now officially done, and we can dig into not just rumors, not just speculation, but official dates, official numbers, official everything when it comes to what the NHL is going to look like over the next handful of years. So, I don't know, AJ, where should we start? What do you think? I think we should start with how you're doing, man. I'm doing great. How was your How was your couple of days off to yourself? Did you Did you enjoy some rest and relaxation? I did. I slept a lot. Not gonna lie to you, but I had a I had a very good couple of days off. Refreshed, revitalized. Posted it on Twitter. Ready for another 200 avalanche pods over the next year. So ready for because uh, I mean we've got this week and then training camp on Monday, yeah, but and then it's and then it's real hockey, which yeah. we might be able to go to training camp. TBD. Yeah, exactly. Uh, probably it'll it'll be like if we're allowed to, um, one of us will have to do it. Yeah, limited for sure. Yeah. Well, um, one is certainly better than none. So here's hoping. But either way. Excited for hockey things to be tangibly happening, whether it be in front of us or not, which I guess I've stumbled into a transition here of a a perfect segue into blackouts. Indeed, the NHL still exactly deciding what will be available to watch as far as local blackouts when it comes to things like NHL TV. It has stated, I believe, that the play-in round slash for the Avs, the round-robin round, will be broadcast on local TV stations, which for the Avs does nothing for the vast majority of people in Colorado. Actually, bad news for the Avalanche fans because the Comcast carrier dispute continues. Uh, While this whole thing was still going on, imagine that. Um, there was there was still the altitude versus Comcast going uh, dispute taking place that uh, never went away. Unfortunately, we just forgot about it. There were bigger things at hand, but if we're being real, there's no end in sight to that. Comcast shows yeah. no intentions of caving to pretty much any deal, barring one that is non-sustainable for altitude. Right. Would be brutal for altitude to continue to keep its doors open long term. So I don't expect that situation to go away even next season or the year after, to be honest with you, barring a a major shift in the way the product is delivered. Well, and after after each side is dug in the way that they have, and really, I, I should say just the way that Comcast has dug in. Yeah. It would be it would be weird for them to wake up and be like, let's acquiesce. Right. It it doesn't make a ton of sense uh for 
either side to, to cave really one for altitude it's just not sustainable for comcast uh let's be honest they're basically just trying to run altitude out of business and take the regional sports network for themselves right because they have a vested interest uh yep. being the owners of at&t's uh rsn's they have they have a vested interest in altitude is i believe one of five independent carriers in the country still and that just means that's money that they're missing out on you know they're they have invested heavily into the RSN model and they can't have any in Colorado with two of the two of the pro sports teams because altitude is a thing. Yep. Altitude wants to have their own little world and now Comcast doesn't like that. And you know, it's, it's easy for us to be like, look, you guys just need to make a deal, but they can't make a deal and die. Like that's not certainly a, I also, I also, I mean, we say that, but them not making a deal will also inevitably lead to death, right? It's just slower and, and well, maybe not even slower, but. I, I wonder because it's like, okay, well, if they're telling us that the Comcast deal is not sustainable, that's not something that they can do to keep their doors open. Okay. How long can they keep their doors open without Comcast at all and just have well, the direct TV deal? I mean, uh, that's the the ultimate question, and this is one we had a while ago. But I guess it's one we can we can have again here. Is how do you deliver that product if you, under the assumption that Comcast is not happening, period, can Altitude look for a way to provide their product, be it digitally through a subscribe a subscription, a la carte based thing where you can sign up for Altitude programming online. Can you provide a product of some kind? And I understand it's significantly difficult. There are things that need to be negotiated with the NHL at this point to broadcast rights when it comes to digital provision of the product. But I don't see a way in which Altitude makes money in the immediate. I, no matter what they end up doing, they're doing yeah. something to survive until something can turn profitable again. Yeah, and the the a la carte conversation, um, you know, they and anybody that has anybody that works in specifically in that side of the industry tells you that it's not viable. I there are no numbers on it, so I can't look at it and say why. But if that's if, if if that's the widely held belief is that it's just not viable enough, it won't be widely distributed enough, then you have a problem. Because right now, you're not on Comcast, which is the biggest, by far the biggest carrier in Denver. Yep. Uh, in the market in which you have invested in all of these, all of this infrastructure and ownership of all these different assets. I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where. It, is I, it, I don't know where they can continue. Like, to be honest, like they could lose all this money. Like the Cronkies have enough money right. to, that they're Altitude not going to go bankrupt or money. anything for a long, long, long right. time. Right. Like but, realistically, they could just bleed money and be fine because the Cronkies make so much. But that's not how they do business. You like, don't become a billionaire by bleeding money. We'll put right. it that way. It's not, that's not how rich people got rich. And it certainly isn't how rich people stay rich. And I can tell you that's one of their main goals. So, I mean, 
Here's it, it, it leaves everybody in the lurch here, and it goes. It ties back into the NHL finally coming back around to being the NHL we know and love, where they blow this moment. Yep, because they've They're, done such a good job of navigating these really murky waters of return to play without and, with without bringing upon the same levels of criticism as other leagues or raising the same questions. And, and they had the opportunity to put yeah. it on every single screen in America, basically yep. every single day, all day, play yep. it on NBC, play it on NBCSN, play it yep. on MSNBC, whatever other play channel. it on. Use it, use your, use your online player. Yep. Let everybody come to your website, watch it for free. People have already paid for, uh, Game Center Live, and yep. they're going to be subjected to blackout restrictions. It's Are ridiculous. you serious? Yeah, it's it it's just it's it's just shooting yourself in the foot because you can like you yep. bought a gun and you got to do something with it. All right, cool. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a bullet hole in my foot. There's no rhyme or reason to this. This it's dumb. It's just it's they had it. They had an opportunity to do something big and bold. And put their sport in front of absolutely everybody, and now they're going to be they're going to be blacked out in one of their local markets. Yep, it's I it just doesn't make sense to me at all. Where you could have had twenty four cities all celebrating big time that their hockey team is back on TV. Yeah, everybody tuning in, and instead you end up with. Particularly, obviously, this is an acute problem for Colorado because so many people will not be able to watch it by normal means. Yep. But every single team now, instead of tuning in to the national channel, watching top-level hockey again, you have to go through your local channel, your whatever back channel you use if you're in a blacked-out area. Yeah. And whatever means, whatever yeah. dark means you resort to in order to to get your fix. It's it, why <laughs> I can't put it any better than shooting yourself in the foot. Like, you just took your spotlight and covered it with a piece of paper. So it's not shining as bright. Like, that's all you did. You had you had a chance. It was a, this was like one of the things that we were wondering about. Okay, what are they going to do for broadcasting this thing? Is this is this going to be like next level? Are they gonna are they gonna get it and take advantage of the moment, or are they going to be the NHL and they're gonna oh, we're gonna blank you out? Yeah, and are you serious with this? And the people that people that paid for Game Center Live didn't even get their full season's worth of stuff yeah. and. Instead of giving partial refunds or any of that, the NHL has just kept that money. Yep. And now it's like, oh, th that is that service going to be useful for this? Or well, I, I hate to bring it up, but you paid for Game Center Live again. What happens if they have to halt the playoffs? Do they just keep that money too? Seriously. Like it's a serious consideration at this point of how to spend your money wisely. And we, the NHL has already been put in a situation where once upon a time, there was a situation where they were going to be the first league back. They're going to have no competition. 
that's not the case by any means anymore. Not just from mm-hmm. from non Big Four sports, but baseball is going to come back first. Basketball about the same time, depending on how things shake out down there. Yeah. I think it'll be a day difference. Yeah. yeah, well, and the NBA will open in the with the exhibition games, right? So it the NHL by not broadcasting this nat- nationally is actively putting themselves behind other leagues that are coming back. Yeah. This was something that I said baseball should do too. Um, they Absolutely. should have, they should make it for a 60 game season. They should make MLB TV completely free for the entire season because they have a, for the record, MLB TV is awesome. It's a really good product. Yeah, always really liked it. And uh, for 60 games. And that's a league that needs to earn some goodwill with its fans. Yeah. So, you know, they need, to, they need to do something like that. I don't know if they've announced their plans for that or not, but this was, this, this was a disappointing start to a day to, to see that the, this was where the NHL decided they wanted to go. Um, but broadcasting, okay, great. Can we see the games? Well, well, if you have Comcast and you're in Denver, which is like 90% of the market, the answer is no. You're going to have to go to the DNVR bar. Which, as excited as I am, that everyone can come hang out at the DNVR bar and and watch not only hockey, but hopefully basketball, football, and baseball as well. Yeah, talk about fighting for screen time. Yeah, we're going to have to bring a couple more TVs in, maybe. But it's it's just a missed opportunity for the NHL. And I have been covering the NHL professionally now for about a year and you know personally a couple years after that and it's already so not that long is my point and this is already getting old of the NHL doing this to themselves yeah yeah it's been frustrating and I mean this is this is the fear when the TV contract rights expire in 2022 that they just re-up with NBC yep they don't Try and run and it back. Move. And, and sig- there's a big opportunity here to significantly increase revenues by bringing in organizations like ESPN, potentially other ones like ABC or Fox or whoever wants or to. Other, other, other ideas. You bring in Amazon, you bring in yeah, YouTube. Sure. Yeah. What, whatever the, the interest may be in that regard. Yeah. The NHL's TV deal has been. Well, I have a potentially unpopular opinion here, but we can get into that in the second period. First of all, I got to let you guys know that, you know, while I took my couple of days off, yeah, I got my rest. Yeah, I I relaxed and did all that. But I also took care of some manscaping business as well, because that's what you got to do when you got some free time. You got to keep things looking fresh and nice, particularly for the lady. You know, I'm married now. Got to keep things interesting. You know how it goes. But. Either way, if you want to get in on the Manscaped products, whether it be the Lawnmower 3.0, or if you don't need a trim, they can always take care of anything you need, whether it be cologne for smelling nice, breath mints to keep your breath fresh for that hot date you got, you name it. They have you covered all across the board from the Perfect Package 3.0 to keep everything below the belt looking nice to anything else you can pretty much imagine when it comes to grooming your manly hairy body 
Manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. Quickly becoming one of my favorite reads to do. I'm not going to lie to you, but of course, we also have Breckenridge Brewery, my favorite beer in the world. Don't have any on me at the time. You know, two days off, I drank it all, let's be honest. But I do need to go head on down to Davidson's to pick up a little bit more. My favorite is the 12-can sampler because I love all their beer and just pick up whatever they happen to have on the week, month, day, whatever. But if you're looking for specifics, you can always go out and buy a six-pack of their Avalanche Amber, their Strawberry Sky, their Agave Wheat, you name it. Head on down to the farmhouse as well to get it straight from the source. Second period of... The DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. So as we continue this conversation, which I didn't think we were going to go this way, but we're here now. So we're going this way. Mm -hmm. Um, The current NHL TV deal. Is this the worst Gary Bettman decision? as NHL commissioner? Um, No-ish. I mean, obviously, this is is the dude that's responsible for canceling a season. So, he is the commissioner when it comes down to that, but how much of that is the commissioner's decision compared to the commissioner acting in well, behalf of the league and the manager. Yeah, the, the commissioner the commissioner is hired and works for the owners. Correct. Like that's his job. So we I mean we could we could say that the same thing, the same caveat would would apply for the TV deal. Yes, that's the, fair. Um, that's the fair. owners okay. the owners you know. Right. It it's they them that ultimately sign off on everything. So Yeah. That's I'm I mean, I, I, I don't I don't think that they have I don't think what the NHL has today is a bad TV deal. I think it was I, I think they think need to use good. it as a I th- it's a stepping stone deal. Like yeah. they had to build their way back up from channels that don't exist anymore. From getting murdered on versus. Got it. Right. <laughs> like they were on some channel that I could never remember the name of it the very first year back. OLN, was it? Yeah, that's it. And then. And then it turned, and then versus, and like, and you're like, what the hell is a versus? <laughs> and like, the NHL draft was was taking place, and Nathan McKinnon gets drafted, and they go to commercial break, and a dude is cutting a boat in half, <laughs> and you're like, what the f- what? That's a lot of damage. <laughs> and they're like, flex seal. <laughs> <laughs> We put a screen door in the bottom That's of this brain. Well, and then there's like, like it's like sprinkler ads and like, oh, we put a screen door in this draft coverage. Here's our, here's our, here's our special, uh, like our special dog poop bags. Like, and you're also, like, what the? This is like the least like, event. Yeah. And you're like, what the? What is this, dude? This is so embarrassing. So. You know, we moved a little bit away from some of that, from some of it. Uh, NHL Network still delivers, but <laughs> it's 
it's seriously like they have had to work their way back. Yep. And they're going to have the next TV deal. They're going to have an opportunity. They will. You know, ESPN and ABC, you know, the, they're, they're a joint operation these days. They're going to make a run for, for the TV rights. Yep. We know that the online distribution uh, platforms of YouTube and Amazon have expressed interest in getting more into broadcast rights. Um, YouTube has a deal with MLB where they broadcast a couple of games every year just on YouTube. Um, the NFL has a deal where they broadcast games on Amazon. Both are wildly popular and the numbers do very, very well. It's going to be a chance for them to get creative and do what they need to do. And I'm worried that the NHL being the culture that it is back to this culture problem, right? Um, the NHL being the culture that it is will be very insular and will be will be very loyal and be like, oh, NBC was the one that was there to pull us out of the mud, even though their distribution platform sucks. And even though we we still can't capitalize on this moment with them to put them in front of everybody when we need to the most, we're going to run it back with them again. And like. My fear is that they do another exclusive rights deal with NBC. You just described the most NHL thing ever, and it sounds so disappointing. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and the the thing is, I'm just going to be honest, and, and this is just my opinion on the matter, and I'm sure some people will disagree with me, but cable providing sports particularly is a dying medium as we know it today slowly it, it it's it's dying slowly and don't get me wrong the the national tv companies are are milking it for every dollar you can possibly imagine but it is starting to die and we're we're at the very beginning of we're starting to see shifts things like the yankees are acquiring their own broadcast rights when it comes to digital production and things like that yeah and, you know, realistically, especially for a league that is significantly smaller than anything the Yankees are making in the NHL, are, we're maybe still like a decade away from this transition, realistically. But it's going to start happening. You're, you yeah. need to allow for avenues for it to happen in the future. You cannot block yourself and get stuck in a rut here. So I would be, one, extremely disappointed if they don't try and broaden their horizons when it comes to TV in general. But two, conversations need to be had about providing a digital product for them, whether it be through YouTube, through Amazon, or the, through giving the power back to the teams themselves and how they want to broadcast their rights uh, online right now, the NHL owns all digital broadcast rights through NHL TV and, and things like that. But it's a big conversation that's coming, maybe not five years, maybe not 10 years, but it's one that's going to come. And without it, the NHL's going to have a hard time. Yeah. So their, their TV, this next TV deal needs to be very forward thinking. They Agreed. need to start. They need to. They need to leave open mechanisms for them to implement some things that don't happen today. Yeah, one hundred percent agreed. So, 
They can't just lock it down and be like, online distribution isn't possible. Right. It's you're wrong. And that's where the future of everything is, dude. Right. It's coming eventually one way or another, but moving on maybe to my more positive topic when it comes to being able to see NHL players, they will be at least they will have the breaks for, I do not believe it's fully decided on the IOC side of things, but they will be expected to be at the 2022 and 2026 Olympics. One of the big things in this new CBA that runs through that time, we have international hockey that matters again. So that's exciting. Whatever the next NHL deal may be, you'll be able to see all the stars internationally with the Olympics. Uh, Obviously something the players have pushed for a lot and will certainly be exciting as we, uh, we get closer to the 2022 Olympics Uh, beyond that. I, how well do you think the players really did in this, in this CBA uh, negotiations here. Well, you've seen the escrow drop significantly with it by the end of this deal. The last three years of it will only be 6% uh, through 2023 to 2026. We've seen increases in uh, bonuses, things like players now guaranteed their no trade clauses, even when being traded before they kick in. The other teams used to have a choice of whether to honor it or not. Now they will be forced to. I was a bit surprised. I didn't think I would see this many concessions from the NHL as a league. I'll put it that way. I was surprised how easy it was. Yeah, usually. like, And, and maybe this, there's a little bit of PTSD here for us, but it's it seemed like a tooth and nail thing that the NHL yeah. fought over the years. Well, like, and like we were a year ago, we were talking about them opting out of it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the NHL, and like that's what the NHL does. Then not only did neither side opt out, which kept it, uh, kept the CBA running through 2022, how, how, prescient does that look now because imagine they were walking into this offseason with no cba and what was potentially not even a finish to the season yeah so that's brutal they made a crucially important decision that they got right there yep um i i do think that the players, you know, getting the reductions in escrow is going to be important for them. That was that was something that that has been frustrating for them, and yeah. so that's it was one of the big big topics going into the negotiations before yeah. it happened. That and uh, that and the Olympic participation, I know, were two big deals for them. Players wanted to to play internationally. The Olympics is something that they that they care a lot about. It means a lot to them. And I understand why NHL owners are like, these are our investments, you know, like nobody cared. Nobody cared when John uh John Tavares tore up his knee in the Olympics back because the Islanders weren't good that year. Yep. But if if a high profile player leaving one of the league's best teams gets hurt while that happens you know there's going to be the, that team is going to be pissed yeah it 
it can change an entire season, if not more, for a team that could be in the running. And granted, the Olympics is very tightly refereed and, and things like that. So you're not really going to get much of a guy going there to try and goon it up and prove himself. Sure. Like you don't have that attitude there, but like things, things happen, right. you know, yeah, you're talking about a hockey, guy man. toe picks and, and exactly a ligament. And all of a sudden goes into the boards funny just once where there's no ill intent. It's just, it's just one of those. And you know, the same thing can happen in a, in a regular season game, but at least NHL owners are paying their players for those regular season games. Teams aren't paying for their guys to go to the Olympics and, and watch them risk everything that they've built, right? And as much as we love to watch the Olympics, imagine, you know, we're sitting here talking about Colorado's cup contention window. What happens if one of those win one of those years, you only get so many years that you get your, that, that you can be elite and compete for the cup. If one of those years ends up being 2022 for the Evs, and Nathan McKinnon or Kale McCarr or any of the guys that are going to go to the Olympics ends up going out there and getting smoked and something bad happens and they fall short in the postseason, you're always going to wonder. So there's risk there. But honestly, I just, I just think that this is just, it's too good for the game. Everybody, everybody likes it. The fans, the fans love it because look at the Olympics too. the, the last Olympics, I didn't even I didn't even watch a single men's game until the until the gold medal. And yeah. that was only because Germany was in it. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And it's just the NHL is great. It is the highest level of hockey competition you get on a yearly basis. But the Olympics fulfills the best on best fantasy of of the entire world. That's the fantasy draft. That's as close as you're ever gonna get to all of the best players on the world playing together and against each other in peak team form. Yeah. You want, you want to see how Leon Dreisaitl carries a team? Let's see what he does with team Germany. Yep. You know, let's see, let's see what a Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon top line looks like for Canada <laughs> just for the hell of it. Yep. It's as like, close as you get to playing NHL 20 and turning the trade difficulty to easy, <laughs> building the super team. Like <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be, it's a great way to showcase the game's talent best on best. And I, I just, again, everybody loves it. The only people that don't like it are NHL owners because it's their investments. Like, and I get it. I, I totally understand where they're coming from, but in this one, in this one case, it's like, dude, just f the money. Let's. Everybody likes it. It's great hockey. Entire generations of Canadians know where we'll be able to tell the story of of where they were in 2010. Yep. You know, and and to be honest, had the United States won that game, it would have been would have been just another gold medal for the U.S. It wouldn't have changed hockey's history. It wouldn't have changed the course of anything in, in American hockey. And instead, it, it it ended up being an iconic, generational, perfect moment for an entire country whose identity is wrapped up in in hockey success. Wow. It was it was a great moment. It was awesome. It was. It, I'm happy the Canadians have that. And 
if you don't have NHL players going to the Olympics, you don't open the door for moments like that. The other side of that conversation is the NHL doesn't have to compete with the Winter Olympics either. Yeah. Because let's be honest, no one was watching the NHL when the Winter Olympics was happening. Everyone that was tuning into sports was tuning into Winter Olympic events. Yeah, I was watching curling. Straight up. It's, and I love watching the Olympics. And it's yeah. you're not not only does it have wall-to-wall national coverage that the NHL just cannot compete with, it's a global event. So no one – if you're talking about a business decision when it comes to putting their players at risk, it seems like a pertinent business decision to not compete with an event that large. Yeah. So it, it, it has its ups and its downs. but Especially because, if I recall correctly, the Olympics are on NBC. They are. Indeed, or at least and they have been in past years. I don't. And know. it's like, why would NBC cannibalize their own programming this in this way? Yep, they can have their cake and eat it in this case. Like they don't need to make choices. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, I'm, I just, I'm excited for that now too. I didn't even realize that we're going to be able to bet on the Olympics <laughs> thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. So. Buckle up whenever the Summer Olympics comes back around in, in 2021 and then followed up by the winter in 2022. I'm taking the under on Team on team USA. Uh, for gold whatever, medal totals whatever, or whatever Whatever is. under <laughs> options they give me, I'm taking them. I'm taking the under. I like Nobody it. disappoints like Team USA's hockey. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I, I don't think I'd bet on them for the gold, to say the least. But that- well, that's that's the generation, right? Like that's the the DP kids that all got drafted last year. That's going to be their generation. Will they really kick in until twenty twenty six? Though well, twenty twenty six, they will have taken over. But by twenty twenty two, they're those guys should be pushing when it should be Eichel and Matthews because all the old all the old guard is done. Like oh, if you go back and look at the last American roster, yeah, they're they're long gone basically. Yeah, they out you. It's it's. It's the new wave of Americans this time around. All the guys that, that that played on the Team North America. Yeah, that's true. But for more pertinent sports betting, as much as I love the Olympics, DraftKings Sportsbook yeah. has you covered with things like Fight Island, which is finally here for the UFC. UFC 251 is set to be one of the biggest yet since returning with some huge names stepping in to the octagon. It's an event you don't want to miss, and there is no better place to get in on the action than DraftKings Sportsbook with their top-rated sportsbook app. This week only, DraftKings is offering all new users a special odds boost with the weekend fights. Bet $20 to win 100 bucks on any of the main event fighters. So, you know, you could five times your money just like that. Doesn't matter what the odds are. You bet 20, you can win 100. They also have a week full of action, including golf, European soccer, and then, of course, going all the way to Abu Dhabi for the fights. And we're not too far away from the return to everyday hockey betting as well. So jump in now, get yourself all set up, signed up, and good to go with DraftKings Sportsbook so you are ready 
for the return of the Big Four. You can download the top-rated sportsbook app today and use code DNVR when you sign up. And for a limited time, new users new users get that no-brainer odds boost, which I just mentioned, which is the bet twenty to win one hundred dollars on this one. And of course, you can always get those big bonuses for matching your first bet things like that. Again, just remember to use code DNVR. Must be 21 or older. Bonuses comprise the first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Ruto and AJ as I'm getting back into the swing of things after my couple of days off. Diving a little bit deeper into some of the numbers in this CBA, or I guess not numbers necessarily, but the minutiae confirming a couple of things. July 13th is the official date when training camps will start. Everyone needs to be in their hub cities by July 26th. Uh, there is the opt-out officially. There will be no penalties to players for choosing to opt-out of the play for any reason, which is nice to see, at least on the surface level. Uh, we've had a podcast about some of the other issues there that you can go back and watch. I think you even talked about that a little bit with Dre over the past couple of days. Yep. Uh, the playoff bonus pool has been doubled to $32 million, so everyone playing will receive some decent bonuses as far as uh, financial incentive to return. However, on the other side of this, there are some drawbacks as well, including the final paycheck for the players will be sent directly to the league to repaying debt to owners based on the loss of revenue and things salary will be deferred for the 20 to 21 season. 10% of it will be um, and not paid back for three years to get the NHL back to expected revenue rates. I believe the official number was they need to return to 4.8 billion annually before numbers normalize. Yep. Uh, so they got to get to 4.8 billion again in order for the cap to start to move again. Yep. Otherwise it will remain it at 81.5. And there's still other things that could, could help push that through like Seattle's expansion money, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, we are seeing the minimum salary of the league increase a bit, uh, up to seven fifty for next year, and, and ending ultimately at eight hundred thousand in twenty five twenty six. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, nothing about ELCs. I know many of the owners and, and the way the NHL is set up is happy with the way the league is run, based on ELCs being such a valuable commodity. Mm-hmm. So nothing really changed there as far as player value. Uh, I thought the uh, the no trade clause and no move clause sure. uh, stipulation was interesting because in the past, teams could rip them up if they wanted right. to. When the, the receiving players. player team could say, we're not honoring it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and instead, uh, all of those will now move with the player. So no trade clause, no movement clauses will still apply when guys... So do in, do accept deals to places. So in short, if you're thinking about giving a player one of those, you better think long and hard about it. Right. Already was a risk, and now it's. And the Abs have not been uh, an organization to do a lot of that. 
have they given any that are still with the team since EJ? Really, I was gonna say it's as far as I know, it's really just EJ. Um, they might have given one to a guy like Boschman back in the day. Did Soderberg have a partial? I think he might have. Yeah, I know that um, Landeskog has has like a modified. Yeah, like he can name six teams that he doesn't. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, it's it's one of those like really limited ones where you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Like as long as you don't want to trade him to specifically, Buffalo, yeah. Like you're fine. <laughs> yeah, Landis Cox is a, a list of 19 teams he would be willing to accept a trade to. Yeah. Okay. So anyone looking for Landis Cox services, he's probably yeah. fine with going to. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, no. We'll see how they hand those out in the future with big UFA deals coming up. But yeah, for now. And you know what? Realistically, the players they'd be handing them to, you're probably fine with them giving them to. But yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I yeah. did think it was uh, it was interesting. Um, Miko got the same thing um, in the last the in his in his UFA years. Okay, he got he got one of those modified no trade clauses where it's like. So that seems like they have a little bit of a system they like to work there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's this is it's a weird CBA, right? Because it feels nice to have it done, but there's still so much yeah. left in the air of how the league bounces back from this right. semi-loss season and and how it sets up heading into the future based on the numbers they're working from. Yeah, the. I think the details of it are solid and it sets up for a smooth runway where instead of, okay, well, we're not going to do this agreement and revenues are going to drop significantly. And now the cap goes down $12 million and then teams are screwed. Yeah. You'd have to give multiple, multiple compliance buyouts at that point, just to get teams anywhere near teams. Teams would be spending so much money to pay players to leave. Yep. And those players would not be getting lucrative deals elsewhere. Yeah. Because from, teams just wouldn't have the money. From a business standpoint, it would be extremely destructive, <clears throat> especially for smaller market teams that would just yeah. get crushed by having to pay players to not even be on the ice. Yeah. You know, a franchise like Winnipeg has to spend all of its money really carefully. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we need to. Now right. we're, now have we're to paying, cut ten million in salary. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, we're gonna buy out Matthew Perot, which means he's now on our books for the next like six years. Yep. You know what? A, Regardless of cap infection or cap effect, it would yeah. be on the books of a team that doesn't have infinite money, like a Toronto. Right. They just yep. can't spend that money anymore, and it would be it would be a, it would be tough sledding. It really. And and that's where this this CBA prevents that from happening, um, and and I and really like that it's that the cap will stay the same. It's not obviously it's not great for anybody, but it could have been worse type situation. Oh, it could have been so much worse, and 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 really like the expectation of it staying the same means <coughs> teams can make plans. Like we talked about. When we first talked about the idea of the cap staying uh, flat for two years, 
we were talking about it in the eyes of like, how does that affect Burakovsky? Well, if it's going to say stay flat for two years with a small raise in the third year or, or whatever it ends up being, they can revisit the idea of a long-term deal with him now because they're comfortable with the cap where ultimately where it, it, it will be for the next couple of years. It, it gives stability, right? Exactly. It allows teams to plan. Like year one, this will be the toughest year. This will be the year where I think we see a lot of player trades because teams are trying to find more efficient ways to spend money, balance and sheets, it, and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And it might be it might be you trade. You know, I I use this the the Toronto Buffalo example just because it's easy. Yeah. But they trade two of their forwards who cost a little over six million, and they trade them for Ristolainen who costs five million. Each team kind of gets what they need, but they're spending roughly the same amount of money. Yep. It's that's where I think the offseason is headed. I don't think it'll be a crazy free agent market. Taylor Hall has said he doesn't want to take a one year deal. I I don't know what happens with the Taylor Hall Alex Petrangelo markets. I have no idea. I really being a free agent in your prime this offseason is going to be very, very strange. Yeah. And I I agree with you. I think we'll see a lot of player trades. We may see a bit of a rise in uh in money puck hockey a little bit. Yeah, we you know, it, it could make sense for a guy, you know, kind of to do what uh and I've seen this suggested that Taylor Hall do like what Marion Hosa did, where he took that one year deal with Detroit, um, tried to go chase down a ring and then got his long term paid after the, the fact, year. yeah. Um, teams are going to have more cap space next season because they will be planning for the 81.5 cap. They, they won't the reality be of it. random people, tons of money expecting the cap to yeah, go up. It will be, it will be that they will use this off season to do a much better job of setting up for next off season. At, that said, I imagine somebody out there is going to hand Taylor Hall the money that he wants. He will find it somehow. I don't think it'll be like 10 million anymore. It might be more like seven or 8 million, but I think he'll probably he'll probably ultimately find the money he wants. But free agent frenzy, which is now on November first, I don't yeah. think will be. Uh, I don't think it will be as exciting as the the potential setting up for draft day. It, free agency is going to be really interesting to me. I, I agree with you. I don't think it'll be quite so frenzious. Yeah, um, but. I do wonder what happens when all these players aren't getting the money they're going to want. At what point do they, do they cave and start to accept that this is their new reality of how much they're going to get paid. And then the other side of that is of course the expectation of a lot of short-term deals. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a guy like Matt Nieto was going to sign a two year through two or two or three year deal anyway. Yep. I don't think it changes anything for him. Um, those mid-level guys, though, like look, look at a guy like Mikhail Granlin. What's going to happen with that dude now? You know, he uh, was all he was yeah. already going to be sort of stuck in the middle where because he wasn't of, the highest end right. of the free agent forwards, but he's better than a lot of guys that are going to be available. Now you're wondering, can you get him for four million dollars? Uh, picked a bad time to have a couple of down years, I guess. Yeah, it's like, could you seriously get him on a two-year deal at four million dollars? 
And if you could, would that make sense for Colorado? Because I think oh, the answer is yes. yes it does. <laughs> That's how I know it's not going to happen. Um, it. And the let's. I think that's the reality of it. There will be teams who are sharks out there that benefit from th- those type of players greatly. Some team is going to use this to their advantage, if not Definitely. multiple, and come away looking a lot better. Uh, the question is who, and we won't know that until we get there. So, and granted, some teams are in a much better position to to use it than others, as we've seen. I don't know what Toronto is going to do because they have to yeah. basically sign an entire defense. Uh, so it, it it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be opportunities for a lot of prospects to get in on ELCs. Uh, either way, to be honest, the big, the best thing about it for me is I'm glad it's done. Yeah. This oh podcast gosh, is yes. out there. If anyone wants to, see info that we talked about of the CBA link them to this podcast. Boom. We're all set there. Um, wrapping up final thoughts on the day, AJ, as uh, we just tweeted on DNVR sports, main Twitter account and everyone, you can go put your answers as well. Describe your favorite Denver sports moment as boring as possible. AJ. While you're thinking um... my answer was, Old man lifts bowl on a stand. Yeah, old um, old man gives old, old man gives bowl to other old man <laughs> to, to older man, much older man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. I'm glad to be back. Happy Hump Day, everybody. We're gonna get out of here for this one. As always, thank you for listening. Excited for another year of of 200 plus podcast episodes about Avalanche, the NHL, and and everything else. Looking forward to it. Other than that, tomorrow we will have a guest on Talking Flyers, Kelly Hinkle from the SB Nation Flyers website. Friday, I don't really know what the plan is because I've been out of the loop, but we'll have something for Free Skate Friday for you. Someone come on and, and lose themselves in a sticker pack. You know the drill by now. Finally, though, before we do get out of here, almost forgot, Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You know them. You love them. They can help with migraines, aches and pains, IBS, anxiety, you name it. They've done it all. And you can even try it before you buy it at a number of locations in and around Denver. When you do try and you like it, and decide to buy, go online to StravaCraftCoffee.com and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. You can get it in K-Cups. You can get it whole ground. You can get it whole bean even, ground, whatever. Coffee, it's good. Try it. Get on it. Love it. We'll see you next time before I have a breakdown here.